Hey there, e-commerce enthusiasts. Let me tell you about a game changer in shipping, ShipStation. It's the ultimate platform for simplifying your shipping process. With ShipStation, you can easily import, manage, and ship your orders in no time. It integrates seamlessly with your favorite e-commerce platforms and carriers, ensuring a smooth workflow. Gain valuable insights with their powerful analytics and reporting tools. Say goodbye to shipping headaches. Visit stigmasandopenwounds.com slash ship and level up your shipping game today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I am Tracy, and we are joined by a very special guest, my mom, Lana Kepsel. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So today, we are going to be talking about some of the challenges that she's faced, how she maybe unnoticed basically the changes in me and and kind of what she had to react through and uh so we're just gonna kind of jump right into it so so mom when did you start noticing a change in me do you even remember well, at first, we didn't know what it was. We, I would say, grade school. After we, you were actually said you had depression. We know we started putting pieces together, and it was grade school when you would. I don't know if you remember the year you were getting smiley faces in whatever class they would hand oh, out smiley yeah, faces, yeah, yeah. and. They, you, you either got one taken away because if you didn't do something they wanted, you you got them taken away or you earned them and you came home and were just beside yourself. And I was just like, just relax. It's just a smiley face. It's not a big deal, but you just, you know, you did little things like that. And then. Um, there was a time that I think you didn't finish something, an assignment, or what, and you couldn't go out for recess. Yeah, well, I'm a perfectionist, man. Right, exactly. We started noticing you you wanted everything to be just perfect, and if it, if things were were disturbed, you 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 would like have a meltdown. You were just like. You know, not, you know, I mean, it was like you'd take it to heart and you'd start crying and you were like, just calm down. It's not serious. That is serious a problem. You know, it's just a little thing. There's a lot bigger things. And, and, you know, we would just talk to her, get you calmed down and then you'd be okay. You know, but yeah, I would say grade school, you know, probably what, like eight or 10 possibly that and then that was also the time that you went through the the part where you could not sleep you went for oh my god I remember that yes I don't I can't remember exactly what age I want to say like eight probably eight or ten and you you just couldn't you would have just an awful time unwinding at night and could not get to sleep and 
you, you would want the room pitch black. You couldn't yeah. even, the crack yeah. under your door, you couldn't have even a little light. Oh, and, and you couldn't even have the dishwasher running. And the dishwasher correct. wasn't even loud. I mean, that would be like white noise to most people. Correct. You, I, I had to make sure I had the dishwasher done before you went to bed. And there, there were different times when I would just get you up and, and, and just... Even at that age, you'd, you'd sit on my lap and I just yeah, would, you would rock you and calm you down. I remember. That was actually a really nice time. I mean, you wouldn't think it would be a nice time, but I liked when you rocked me. I know I was older, but but it was <laughs> it was like our time. Yeah, know? yeah. You know? And I know a lot of people are like, you're coddling her, but you look back and it's like, no, I needed that. And I remember going to grandma's house one time when you guys had something going on and she's like, well, I'll make you some warm milk or something because if you can't sleep and yeah, I remember that was a horrid time (laughs) not being able to sleep. It's horrible when people can't sleep. I still have periods of time when I can't sleep. I think most bipolar or depressed people have that at times. It's just horrible. Yeah, you know, and and the best we could do, we didn't understand it at the time. Right. At the time going Why through, would you? We, we, we didn't have a clue. We just thought, oh, it's just something, you know, every kid has their little issues they go through growing up. And we thought, right. we just shrugged it off and thought, okay, we'll just, this is how we deal with it. We'll just try different things, deal with it, and get through it, yeah, you know? You think it's like just a growing pain thing? I mean, and, and plus back then, I mean, I think... Just mental issues of of any kind really weren't out in the open as much as they are. They're, they're still not super well known now, but I think even then they were super taboo to talk about. And and I mean, my God, I was a kid, so why would that even cross your mind? Correct. I mean, people people. That's the last thing you think of a little kid. Yeah. I mean, you don't think, like, like, say, high school or not. Yeah. Right. You know, you would think of it. But somebody like 8, 9, 10, that's, you, you, you think, oh, they're, you know, little kid, that doesn't happen to little kids. Right. But even then, you get to high school and then you think, well, good, I just have a bitchy daughter. <laughs> right. Well, how we, do you remember how we termed it? <laughs> when, I, when you would have a meltdown in junior high and high school, we're like, we finally got to the term. Oh, it's Tracy being Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 that makes sense. Well, and and I had I had a lot of things that I was dealing with in high school. You know, I I wasn't the in girl, but I also wasn't necessarily the outcast. I was the girl that a lot of people kind of knew of, and I was accepted by people, but I wasn't in any certain friend group. You know, I had my friend group and we were kind of an outcast friend group. But I was a larger girl. You know, I was on the swim team, sure, and I was accepted by them. But I just I just kind of had those things where I always felt like I needed to have my hair perfect. I needed to have this. I needed, you know. So I think I would have these outbursts because I'm a teenage girl and I need to be accepted. And you don't think that it's going to be come something. 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, because teen years, teen years are horrible. I would never want to go back and do my teen Oh my God, no. No. (laughs) I look at these teenagers and I think, have fun, guys. I mean, especially now when you can, you can like pick on people on, on social. I mean, we didn't really have that so much. I mean, it was just, you get to school and you're like, well, I wonder what I'm going to run into today. Right, you know? right. And, and at least that was the good thing with you. you didn't have, we didn't have the Facebook stuff that people would, you know, be able to push, you know, post things on you. And, yeah. And, and you know, yeah, you, you were always like, I feel different. I'm fat. I my hair isn't right. This is, and we're like, Tracy, it's okay. Just you know, <laughs> right, right. And and like Eric and I talked about in uh, in a previous episode about social anxiety, how I had it so bad, and I had it fairly early on. And I I think before I even had really any anxiety issues, and I think it stemmed from being made fun of pretty early on from uh from some somebody that that you're pretty well aware of yeah uh, um, the, the, the neighbor boy and he got the, his friends to to join in exactly <laughs> so uh but but uh, I think I think that was part of what it was but then I it, it just kept getting worse and worse and and I think that no matter what level of social anxiety you have it really it, it can just it can just get worse if you have these other issues that are stacking on top of it. Right, right. You know, because you already feel it in your inside you feel different from others. Right. You always have this different feeling. And so then when when you get somebody who points something out about you, yeah. It it's makes it even worse. Exactly. Exactly. And you're like, do they see it? Right, right. Yeah, so do you remember the day that I actually came to you and I said, you know what, I think that I'm depressed, that I actually have depression. Right, I was trying, I remember the day, but I can't remember, was it like in probably your first year of of college? I think it was my first, it was either my first or my second year of college. I remember I was still at the two-year college. Yeah, it was a friend of at work who was roughly your age was like, you know what, you are not your happy self. I think something's up. I think you have depression. You might want to get that checked out. Right, and you, you on your own did did some research. You googled it, looked it up, did some reading, and you came to us and said, you know, I think I might want to go get diagnosed. I I feel I'm I'm have depression mm-hmm. and we're like you know and we didn't like oh no you're you're you know right. that can't be we were like okay if that's what you felt deep down we felt like okay it's worth being checked out because yeah. for us too it was like all of a sudden the light bulb went on it was like yeah Ta-da! you're like things from your grade school and everything started clicking and making place you know it just made everything started falling into place and making sense like okay even in junior high you strove you wanted for sure a's but you could accept you were able to accept b's but oh my god the first c you got it (laughs) was i hated it (laughs) yeah you it was like traumatic we're like tracy you 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 do wonderful 
why are you letting this upset you? Yeah, you where, where's my brother is just like, well, I know I can get the A's, but eh, I don't really care. What does it matter? <laughs> right, right. And but I'm like, see, how could you have that mentality? I just don't get it. <laughs> right, but see, there again, that, that is also part of bipolar Ooh. and depression is you you stri- you have to have things in order or strive for perfection. Right. right. Yeah, and, and I think we were kind of talking just right before we started recording is is that there's certain things in my life like and and honestly you'll see in my house that there's certain rooms that I'm just like, well, I'll get to it when I get to it and clean it. But then there's certain things that like literally I have this dish has to go here. These ones have to be color you know, purple, green, purple, green, they have to because I have to have certain things in order that I can have in order to control the pieces of my life that I can control. Because there's other things like, I don't know if tomorrow I'm going to wake up depressed. I don't know if tomorrow I'm going to wake up just feeling perfectly normal like most people. Or if I'm going to be manic and I'm going to be just so hyper. I don't know. So the things I can control, I want to control. Right, right. That's that's your little piece of trying to to keep control of your life. You yeah, know? yeah. It's it seems weird to some, but if you if you really look into it, or if you have this, or if you're close, it it makes sense. It I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's not. It's it's strange. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of people would not get that, you know. Right. A lot of people would be well, even your your own brother. Your it took a it long took, it time took. for him to understand. Do you remember? Do you remember the day that that kind of got him and and even dad on board with like being like, oh, you really are kind of. A yes. little bit more serious. Yes, because they had not seen a major meltdown, whereas I had dealt with some of your meltdowns and was able to, like, oh, okay, and calmly, as calm as I could, try to talk to you. Yeah. And and that that's hard to be calm when I'm when I'm not sometimes. Right, and when they finally realized it is when you got in the accident with a Saturn. Yeah, that that, was, that was one, and and I, actually I was thinking of a different. Line. I know. I know. Dad actually had had seen that one. Um, I was thinking of a different one, which we'll we'll get to after this. But but yeah, why don't you why okay. don't you walk us through that one? And it wasn't that far from our house, and we got the phone call, and you were just like going off. I mean, you were just you needed to calm down because you were like almost hysterical. And I'm like, yeah. Tracy, take a deep breath, calm down. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even a bad accident. No, either. no, it wasn't bad, and. And you were like, told us, were able to tell us it was, and it was just not even a mile from home. Yeah. And we we went there, and then once we got there, you started having a major anxiety attack. Yeah. I got you in the car, and you were like, just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you were just like, and then you started, almost started to hyperventilate. Right. And I, I... Grabbed your hand. I don't know if you remember how I did. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I just took hold of your hands and told you, Tracy, look at me. Focus. 
and breathe with me. Just breathe with me because I didn't want you hyperventilating. Yeah. <laughs> and and I know I remember the policeman came over to the car and he said, "Is she okay?" I said, "Yes, she's just having anxiety. I just need to get her under control. <laughs> I just need to calm her down." And then once we got you calmed down, you were okay. And we got you home. And Dad just always kind of just... Yeah, he was like, "What? what's going like, on? Like, what? You know, and his eyes got kind of big, like, because yeah, he I... had never experienced you in such a major meltdown. And we got home, and we're like, Tracy, we are going to call Eric. We are going to have you go take your shower. We're going to have Eric pick you up. Uh-huh. You go on. Don't think about this. Everything's fine. We're not mad. The car's fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. You go, because you were going to go to, I think it was paper. No, cheese, cheese fest. And we're like, just go. Don't think about it. Have a good time. And But you, right away, crawled into your bed, pulled the blankets up over. Did I? Oh, my God. I don't Because I do know later in the day I did go with yes. Eric. You pulled the blankets up over, and you were just like, <gasps> and you started doing the hyper, almost the hyperventilator, and started. Go- Adam came, and Adam was tra- came and started talking oh, to you. Oh wow, you remember more than I do. Yes, and he he you, you and you were just like, <gasps> and you curled up in your bed, like like almost in the fetal position, curled up in your bed and pulled the blankets. Adam just and then he got wide. I just like I looked at him and I said, "There you go." I said, "Now you see," and. And he and then he he kind of looked at me and he goes, you know, he goes, Tracy, it was just a Saturn that's just made out of plastic. Yeah, it really was a crappy car. <laughs> he goes, we'll just call we'll just call Tonka Toys and get new yeah. parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then then we got a little laugh out of you, and I said, now get out of bed, <laughs> get your butt in the shower. We're calling Eric, <laughs> and we called Eric and we, and. And Eric came and we said, just keep an eye on her, but let her, you know, she needs to get distracted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was actually, so the moment that I was actually thinking of is, so I know, I don't know, I, I'm wondering if that, that accident happened first. Do you remember, it, it must have happened right around the same time. So I had to go to the doctor because I wanted to get some time off of work because I had just too much and work was just piling up and it was just kind of like I needed to take care of myself. Right. And um, and I think I had been cutting myself too much at that point. And so then I said, I need to take some time off of work, like two weeks or something because the stress was just too much and everything between that, between school... So then I went to see if I could get a work reprieve or whatever. So I went to the doctor and then, and you came with me Mm -hmm. and you sat in on the appointment and he asked me some questions. And then at one point he said, he said, have you ever contemplated suicide? And, and I was like, oh great. My mom's with me. This is, this is real cool. And, uh, and I, I, at, at that point, I don't think I'd ever, ever spoken to you about this. And I said, yeah. And I can't remember if he did ask me if I had thought about how, but I th- I feel like he did. Yeah, that I'm not yeah, I can't remember that either, but I do remember yeah, when he asked about suicide cuz that was the first time I, that you were open about like 
that you actually had those thoughts, which, because it's scary to think. Yeah. And I'm like, I had these thoughts. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie about this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him. And you need to be up and front and honest because in order to be helped, right. when people understand you need to be honest and let people know that these are real thoughts. Right. And uh, so obviously he gave me the, the two weeks off of work. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> and so uh, dinner that night, I think you had mentioned something. And I, I remember the looks that both dad and Adam, you know, my brother gave me. And they're like, it, it was just like bug eyed, like, oh, shit. I didn't know it was that bad. Right. Yeah, because yeah, that was an opening for them. They're like, she really think, has those thoughts. You know, they never realized, you know, just as I never realized, you know, it was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and, and I'm not saying, you know, yeah, it's a daily thing, but yeah, it had come to mind. And, uh, and for our listeners, this is a conversation, uh, the suicide that that Eric and I are going to have next week. So stay tuned. Ha ha. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. And I do know that too, that when Adam became a corrections officer at, at the prison, he, he did have to watch a, a video and he learned more too about the, the whole mental illness. And he's like, Oh wow, I learned more and Holy cow, you're really going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, just just I think that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is to to really open people's open eyes. people's eyes because not enough people know, not enough people, are, you know. And and the, the the sad thing is is that right now somebody could be listening to this and sitting next to somebody else, and and they could that person could have some sort of a mental illness big small and they wouldn't know it right because you also at first you you were also very very good at covering up when you know most people are most people are yeah i still do i still do you know you you try not to let on to people you know because you don't want people to look at give you that look like oh brother yeah well the, the the problem is the the reason that stigma is in the name of this podcast is because there is a stigma. It's like, you can be sick, do it on your own time. We don't right. want to hear about it. Sure, you have this problem, but it's not a real problem or it's in your head. Quite literally, it's in your head. <laughs> you know, right. like, right. I've been sad, but I've gotten over it. Why can't you get over it? Right. You know, and it's like, well, you know what? Don't you think I could if I... If right, I, it's like I, you don't want to be be hold those thoughts and be like that. It's not like you want to. Yeah, believe me, <laughs> believe me, I want to get over this as much as I. But like one of the the biggest things that I carry with me is like I remember early on you would always say that um that like with my depression it was like a cloud would just come over me. Oh, and you I, could see I, it on your face. Your facial expression yeah. would change. And I still, I still carry that with me because sometimes I'm like, oh man, I feel the cloud coming in, you know? And, and sometimes I'll like, 
like I have I have this huge Eeyore collection and sometimes I'll just grab an Eeyore and I'm like well me and Eeyore are gonna sit under the cloud today I'm having an Eeyore day that's funny yeah. I was just thinking of your your Eeyore collection as you were yeah. saying about the cloud because yeah it's exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah and I loved Eeyore before I really even knew I was depressed I just think he's a great guy but the funny thing is side note is that all those guys in the hundred acre wood they all hung out with Eeyore and they never asked him to change guys right you know they never asked him to be different they just just accepted accepted him yep they just thought you know what Eeyore's sad he's depressed but you know what he's a cool guy and we're gonna help him find his tail today and a side note is the the one thing I if you think of of Winnie the Pooh, okay, you you look at um, little Piglet. Little Piglet was like a little scared and a warrior. Yeah, all the different the animals in that book are like Winnie the Pooh. They all had their little they, they had little their different. It showed different personalities, which shows different personalities of people. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you I look mean, at that, you, you I mean, because because like Tigger, I don't know that dude. That dude, Tigger was just hyper. <laughs> like I, I don't know if he's got ADHD, if he's manic. I, I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, you look at each character and you're like, oh, that's that this type of person. That, you know this. You know, and, and Pooh's an overeater, but you love him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, so but we all love Winnie the Pooh, and they all they all have their things. Right. So and and. Who, no matter who you are, you may think you're perfect. Oh, but you, you, you have people ish. could look at you and say, "Well, you have this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think I think part of that stems from from maybe a little bit of jealousy, maybe a little bit of I'm not perfect, so I have to figure out what's not perfect in you, and. The thing is, is examine yourself, see what you can fix in yourself. And you know what? We can't all fix what's in ourselves. So let's just accept what's what's up with everybody else and, and help everybody else. Right, right. Instead of being a bully in school or bullying or making fun, yeah. try to, to reach out and, you know, and be a friend. Just be like, you know, it's okay. Yeah, and, and, and understand. Yeah. You know, it's people, people today have gotten so much involved in themselves that they forget to reach out and be kind and and try to understand what somebody else is going through. Yeah. And I do think that at least half of the bullies, their problem is that they're just insecure. Correct. Yeah. And and rather than good point. And rather than putting on that smiley face, like half of us do, is they just put on that, that front of. I'm gonna pick on you before you can pick on me. Right, and and, and I'm I'm tough. I'm the tough. I'm tough guy. You right. know, yeah. You know, rather than than show their, their weak bonus. side. Right. Right. Know. And had I known that when I was younger, I wouldn't have been so scarred. <laughs> but you know, now I realize, oh, they're just as damaged. They just show it differently. But then you know, you see the other half that are. You know, they make jokes or they put on that fake smile and say, I'm fine. I'm okay. Whereas you really just want to say, are you okay? Are you fine? Because that's my go-to. Right. And, right. and I just want to know, like, 
is is that really your your answer or do you really want to say something more right well and you used to do that a lot you know and not when you were a little kid but as you got older and you would try to just make like like make like you didn't have it like you were trying to to just be normal and you would be like I'm fine I'm fine and as a mother I mean I could look at you and look in your eyes and say oh, yeah. Tracy no what's wrong tell me nothing and you'd go yeah. not, and you would try to just not yep not let it out I'm like no you need to talk oh yeah you know yeah, and it's... and and once you got it out and we talked I think it helped a little bit. It, oh, I, I'm sure it did. I but, I can know. almost guarantee it, it. It did. I mean, it's sometimes it's hard for me to remember back that far because I do the same thing with Eric too. Like that's essentially the only time that I ever lie to to him. We have a very open relationship, and the only time I lie to him is when I say I'm fine and I'm not because I know that he can see it extremely right. through me, and then he's like, I just. I'm just waiting for him to push me far enough. And it, and it is easier when you're that close with a person like, okay, Eric, your husband, me being your mom, you yeah. know, I mean, we we know you so well that we could look at you and right. we know, no, 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 she's off. She's off. Yeah. Where now like somebody else, I may not catch it on somebody else. Right. Oh, totally. Totally. Because I'm not as in tune to them, you know. It, it, exactly. Exactly. Now, so when I was actually diagnosed with bipolar, I had been living with Eric. Like, I think I had fairly recently moved in with him. I can't remember if I had just moved in with him or if I had been living with him for a year. Um, So theoretically, you knew me better as a depressed person than a bipolar person. Not that it had really changed because I was technically bipolar when I lived with you yeah right right. I mean because you actually were the one who asked your doctor about it yeah and yeah (laughs) and I explained we we had an episode in in our episode we explained how that how that all came about and you know I was changing medications all the time and that's probably why I was changing medications because they just didn't work so has that really affected anything for you you know when you when you see me and you see different things or is it just maybe because you're removed from me now I mean obviously Eric knows knows me a little bit more and knows my moods a little bit more but do you feel like you're a little bit more removed from me these days do you feel like you you just know the depression side of me a little bit more oh no no we, you know, because we have wonderful times hanging out together. But, yeah. And, but we still, I can still tell, like, when I, when I, if I call you and talk to you, I can tell kind of. It's an off day. <laughs> when you're having an off day or when, because you're one that, if, when you answer the phone, well, it'd be like either, hi, yeah. you upbeat, or you're like, hi, and just normal. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's right, maybe right, not right. all on kilter today. But no, I, I I don't know you just as as happy or depressed. I I just still being as a mom. Yeah. No, no, the whole whole package. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, my God, when we talk on the phone, we talk for hours. Oh God, yeah. I mean, and Eric's like, you talked for how long? Why didn't you just go over there? I'm like, I don't know. We didn't set out to talk for that long. We just did. 
<laughs> and, and like literally you just live across the t- town so so it's not like it would be that long but I don't know we just it's just the way we are we're just we have a very good relationship and even like me and dad have a very good relationship I think there's just that mother-daughter relationship where you just sort of could see it in me more and it's not that dad you know dad understands my bipolar depression whatever he just never never understood it as as well as as well as you did I don't know I mean you know it was sort of dad and Adam me and you and right we 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 basically and it's still that way because yeah we, we were just talking to somebody I think probably grandma about that where it's like you know, um, when when Adam calls, yeah, Dad just I, Dad just automatically. When when Tracy calls, it's I automatically yeah. pick up because it's it's always been where Dad Dad and Adam would hang out because they being guys they just did their guy things. You and right. I did our our little girly things. We would we, right. oh God when we used to go shopping, Dad knew we'd be gone for hours because. We would just grab anything we wanted, and we would giggle because we would try every goofy elfin yeah. on. <laughs> just funny because now I just I like to online shop, but actually going into stores, I'm just like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> you know <laughs> how things change. Oh yes, oh, yes. Man. But God, we oh we used to just hang out and just do goofy stuff like that, you know, but that was our girl thing. You know, you can't picture a guy doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and it's, and of course it's, it's not that, that dad can't understand. It's not that he doesn't understand because he's a guy, whatever. Cause obviously Eric understands, but Eric literally sees me every day, except for the select few days that were apart. Right. So if he doesn't pick up on it, then there's something wrong, you know, and, right. and I'd have to ditch him. And I always said that the whole being bipolar thing is is a very good test in finding oh, yeah. a good mate. And if they can put up with me, then then hey, they're a keeper. So. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it it takes a little getting how to, how to handle it. You, yeah. It, it, there's a fine line. There's. A, there is to know when you need to like tell you to hey stop it or or when you need to like okay you just need tracy time or you know i mean definitely i mean yeah it's a fine line to know how to to deal with a certain situation where it's like you know when you're you're like I think Eric has did well. Tracy, you just need a nap. You yep. just need a nap time. Yeah, you know? it, it, exactly. Because it's it's just one of those things that like, okay, you, you if you go lay down, you'll think about it and you'll be fine. But then there's times when you go off on something and you're like, Tracy, that's enough, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've really kind of got our our steps down and and we've figured these things out, you know, and um. You know, we've kind of learned how to either go on vacation for two weeks where we literally see each other every day and not kill each other, or where he just goes off to work every day and I stay here or go somewhere and it's fine. Or when we when we do where I go to Tennessee or something for half a month and he stays here, but we talk over the computer, whatever, and and it works, you know, we, we've sort of figured things out 
really well. But, but then, you know, then he gets the occasional call, like I'm freaking out and he's like, okay, just take a deep breath. This is working. Okay. It's cool. It's cool. You know, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago. He's like, look, just remember what may seem like the smallest problem to you is at that moment, the biggest problem to that person. Right. So just take a deep breath. Right. And, and, and the one thing with Eric, Eric is extremely, he's got this calmness about him. Yeah. It's so weird, man. And that's, that's, you know, the one thing you you need to, especially with a bipolar or, you know, depressed person, just be, you know, don't add to being hyper or yelling or, you know, it's going to just make it worse because. Right. They then they start freaking like oh my god they're they're all, then they start feeling bad because they're making you upset yeah so if you the you know let's just like calmly and just say oh yeah you know and and cal- what you need to is calm you down mm-hmm. and Eric is excellent at see and Dad Dad was very uncomfortable with it I mean yeah he he and he's uncomfortable with a lot of things yeah I was but, gonna say Dad's a very nervous kind of guy. He, I, lo- I love him to death. And in many ways, he's a very calm guy, but he's also just a very nervous guy. And I think if I was around him more now, he might get it. Um, I mean, and I, I've, I've really started to figure this stuff out as I've gotten older, which is great about getting older. But... I th- I think I think he just doesn't know what to do. He's just like starts to right. He's to... at a loss. He's just like okay. I've never dealt with it. You know. I mean, he, he, obviously we've dealt with you, but he he just is like, what do I do? Right. Where me? I I, I know. I I just I think it's a mom thing that you just it is you just automate that that mothering that mothering yeah. instinct. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you carried me for how many months, and then. You rocked me when I couldn't sleep and I was how old and, you know, not a lot of moms would do that. <laughs> but so I do have just a couple more points. One one point actually is before I do forget is last week's episode, Eric and I were talking about cutting. Do you remember how you found out about it? Was it when we went to the doctor or did I actually bring it up to you. I think you actually pointed it out to me. Wow, I think you actually admitted it to me. Yeah, that that you and and showed me, and I was like, "Oh, this is new." <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh, how good. do we handle this one? That that was the one that that stumped me. I was like, "What do I do?" You know. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's still that's a rough one. You know, and I think a lot of people would be freaked out by that. Yeah. And I remember you telling dad, you're like, it, it's just like cat scratches. She doesn't do it very bad. It's right. okay. It, it, it's yeah. Because okay. I, I asked you, are you like, okay, you need to show me. I want to know. And, you know, that when I saw, okay, it's not really bad, bad. It's just, but it's still, I didn't like it. It made me nervous. Well, you, yeah. I mean, and you should be nervous. But, but I mean, you know, as long as I knew, okay, it's just, it's not deep. It's not, you know, and then I, I told you, I said, okay, when you get like this, you know, please come to me and, and, right. you know, anytime you can always talk to me. Which I think is, is really the best thing. You've always been very good at just being very open with me uh, and, and allowing me to be open with you. And I think that's how any 
parents, spouse, friend, anybody just really should be. Don't don't let your your friends, family, whatever feel like they can't come to you because if they have something like like maybe they want to stop cutting, maybe they're having thoughts of suicide, whatever. You know, and they just want to talk to somebody and you know, and I always felt like I could talk to you and you know, like you're like just show me, let me let me see it. And right. I, I think that's that's the right way to do it. You yeah, know, yeah. And even if it scares you, just take just a take deep, a deep breath. De- I take a deep <laughs> breath and like, okay, how do I how do I deal with this? How do I handle it? You know, yeah. do, do a quick thought, and you know, and then I, uh, you know, you were always reading your Bible and that, and I'm like, okay, put your faith. You know, always right. use your faith. Always, you know, and then you can always talk to me. And then I think eventually your brother. Eventually, as he started seeing things, he told you to call him at any time too. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's really good, you know that that I did have that that network. So I think that that's that was that was pretty good. So out of out of everything with this, you know, me first going through the whole, hey, guess what? I think I'm depressed, and then you looking back, and and then the whole bipolar thing, just everything. What have you learned through this experience? Oh, I can't stress enough that I've learned to look at people differently. That, that you know, even though somebody looks different, they might, they might have an underlying problem that you don't know. Don't yeah. judge. Don't. And you, you have taught me this, taught me this, even like with people that do do a lot of tattoos or piercings or or coloring their hair bright bright colors and yep. <laughs> and because I used to I used to look and little oh good God and you used it mother just because they're different what would you say if that was me and right like, oh you're you know God dang you're off you you are correct and I try to teach everybody that you're know, like just because somebody looks different. Take a deep breath before you judge. Right. And and actually open up and, and talk to the person. It, know the person. Then once you get to know the person, you might then you might not like the personality yeah. and you can you can judge. Yeah. But get past the first initial looks right. or whatever it may be. Exactly. Because they might have a reason for those piercings. Maybe some of those piercings are either, you know, meaningful because half of mine are actually meaningful. And then Sometimes it's just kind of a, a a thing of like an artist thing, and and also just kind of a a barrier, right. a, a thing to make me feel comfortable. The col- the colored hair, yeah, half of it's an artist thing, and half of it's just a thing of it's like it I'm makes different. it makes me feel comfortable when I go into a room because I'm not just a you know it, it kind of gives me a my war shield. Like, uh, okay, I'm ready to go in. And right, right. I'm not saying I want people to stare at me, but I want them to stare at me for a right reason instead of because I'm doing something stupid. Right, right. So, you know, and, and, you know, no matter, I, I guess that's the biggest thing you've taught me is to always be open, always, you know, like, like try to help somebody. Try, yeah. try don't judge, try to understand. Yeah. Whether, whether it be, Depression, bipolar, um, 
alcoholism. Yeah. Or larger people. Larger people. Yeah. If if just because they're heavy doesn't you know don't judge. Just try to be there. Yeah. You know, and I guess it's it's taught me a whole new new way of thinking. Right. You know, and and you know just understand somebody rather than look at them different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really why I'm trying to get this podcast out there because I'm trying to trying to make it okay to talk about this trying to make it I understand that not everybody wants to to hear about this but I want I want people to be okay to be like you know what I I do have depression bipolar something else I do have these issues and maybe not everybody wants to hear but if somebody's willing to listen to me I will just bring it up and right right. And you know what? And maybe, maybe that's not even it. Maybe somebody's just going to be on the outlook for somebody who's just looking a little bit more sad that day. Right, right. And they just want to be like, hey, are you feeling okay? Or, you know what, when you say, I'm all right, are you really all right? Right, exactly. And that's really what I'm, what what we're trying to do here. And yeah, you've, you've really helped me through this. and, And like I said, I know Eric's really taking the brunt these days but you you still I still talk to you a good bit about about all this and you obviously started my journey <laughs> with this and and obviously you're still in my head with the with that whole cloud thing and and I still remember a lot with with the, everything we talked about these days but uh well I'm really glad that you could be my guest today so before we go I just want to throw out some contact info so we do have an email address, guys. It is stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. And we do have an Instagram. It is stigmasandopenwounds. And after each word, there is an underscore. So just make sure you do that. And again, I would like to thank my guest, Lana Capsule, my mom, everybody. <laughs> so... Next week, we or sorry, two weeks, we will be back with an episode about suicide. So buckle up, guys. It's going to be a heavy one. All right. We'll see you then. 